Mr. Sean Payton himself, Mr. Juicy Fruit himself out here in Denver. You know, we figured he would have a lot of stuff to worry about out in Mile High, like Russell Wilson getting this offense back into form after Nathaniel Hackett kind of tore it apart. Well, for some reason, Nathaniel Hackett's on his mind. You know, I understand, you know, you can be honest and say the the team was shit last year. But after you run through Nathaniel Hackett, you want to run through Robert Sala and the, the, the Jets organization saying that, Hey, they're only, we're only, there's only some teams worried about the offseason, winning the offseason, spending all this money like the New York Jets. I think it's a pretty uh, bullshit comment to just sit here and rip through a team when you have your own issues to worry about and sit here. And then you want to backtrack today and say, Well, I thought I was wearing my Fox analysis hat. Shut the fuck up, Sean Payton. I hope <laughs> your team goes 4 and 13 this year. You get one less win than the 2022 Broncos got last year, pal. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to this Friday, July 28th edition of All About the Balls podcast. I'm your host, Mark Davis. Join alongside, once again, my two brothers, Chris Gemeinhart and Luke Rule. Today, boys, we're about to get into it fast, strong, and hard. Chris, how was that first week back at the office? Hey, first week back was rough, Mark. A lot of late nights, a lot of late days. They worked me like a horse over there, Mark. It was rough. I know, dude. Your first week back, they got to take advantage of you while they can. You know, they got to whip you back into shape and get you back there kicking ass like you used to do. I mean, I said it's been a few months, so got to get back into that old, old LT mindset. Luke, how are you doing heading into this final weekend before you're out there defending this fucking country against those training opponents you got going on? Yeah, I mean those those Sapa forces, they're going to be out out there looking for us. So I uh, know long long week just getting ready, getting shit ready for the field. Uh, it take, takes a lot to move a division to the field, and feel been feeling the pain all week. And I was very very happy. I don't have to end up working this weekend getting ready. We were able to stay late tonight and close it out, and we're ready to push out uh, Monday morning for twenty two days. Yeah, you enjoy this weekend with the misses. We're definitely going to miss you. Every show that we do for the next three weeks, four weeks, whatever you're gone, is dedicated to you and your oh, fucking unit out there. Yeah, no problem, dude. And shout out to you, Doc. I know this is your last episode you're being missed. Hope you enjoy the last, I guess, part of your vacation as you're in Tennessee. So, uh, boys, we had some news, some big injury news, boys. Uh, so we're going to cover some of the injuries that's going on. The Jets made some headlines. Sean Payton and his mouth made the headlines. Colorado also, uh, I guess they made the early jump to leave the Pac-12. We'll break that down, and we will finally do a mock draft, just a 13-round mock draft. We'll exclude the kicker and the defense just because they don't really matter, I guess, in a mock draft or towards the end of the draft anyways. But like I said, boys, big injuries, and we're going to start with the quarterback position because, hey, that's the most important position on the field. Chris, your boy, big dick Joe Burrow out here. Mr. Also, Mr. Slant Joe Burrow had a calf strain. It looked a little worse on the video, but – I guess the MRIs came out. MRIs came out, and he just has a calf strain out several weeks. How how ironic that the season's only six weeks away, Chris. How big is this for the Bengals? Yeah, I mean it's big. Like we talked right before the uh, podcast started, uh, he was excited to have a preseason. He hadn't didn't get it last year, and then didn't get it the COVID year, so he was excited to get that reps in. I mean, I. Zach Taylor hasn't came out and said how bad the calf strain is, like what grade. 
So we're not really sure how severe it is or if it'll linger into the season. But I mean, that Monday or the day before he had his calf was already sore. That's why you can see him wearing that leg sleeve. It was extreme heat. So, I mean, for you to have your franchise quarterback out there when his calf was already hurting, a risk, risky move and it paid out. Yeah, Luke, this is probably some good news for you. As you know, your Ravens are in the AFC North. This is big. So if Joe Burrow does have a lingering calf issue throughout the season, that's big. Obviously, you don't want to lose your starting quarterback. So how how worried should the Bengals be going forward into this 2023 season? Uh, I mean, this, this is typical Joe Burrow. I mean, he just wants to take off the training camp. He's only had one training camp in, what, three, four years in the NFL. So he's, he, he's not about practice. You can see that. His, his little body armor shit that he got sponsored by, I guess it's not working out for him because his body's still fucking weak. I don't know about his body being weak, but his body's he weak. Just didn't drink it. He just didn't drink he, it. Hey, I mean, contact. He was just running and just fucking. Ah, I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna fall over right here and have him cart me off for a little calf strain. He, it's a little, little overreaction. Had to be carted off the field, but that, hey, I mean, don't buy body armor. That shit don't work. Look at Joe Burrow. Hey, actually, if you want to do sponsored. anything, drink some Gatorade. Gatorade. You know, I mean, this offseason, this offseason with the extreme heat, like we're seeing a lot of heat and not injuries, but like a lot of people sitting out. I know the Saints, two of them, their players got out because of heat injury. That Patriots wide receiver today got carted off just because of a heat injury. I mean, we know it. We step outside and we're already fucking sweating two feet outside. So imagine these guys wearing full pads practicing most of the day in this hey, fucking heat. Hey, Luke, it's a question for you. It's these guys. Oh, it's these guys not doing the right thing in the offseason. Joe Burrow's doing too many podcasts on too many media days. He, ain't, he ain't, He's not out there training. He ain't ready for the heat. Hey, Luke, question for you. Yeah, Luke, so when you're training with the Army and you're doing all these rucks, you know it's hot out there, but yeah. I guarantee they teach you how to hydrate, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. And guess what? It's going to be hot these not, these 22 days, and guess what? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready hey, for guess the heat. what? It, and if you drink right. Gatorade – it also rehydrates, replenishes, and refuels the body. Maybe you should stick to Gatorade and get off that body armor, like Luke says. Yeah. But no, I mean something to keep an eye on because you don't <laughs> like, you don't want to see you don't want to see Joe Burrow go down. I, I hate injuries in general. It doesn't matter. I don't want to see the Saints players get hurt. I, I do want to see every team healthy. See the NFL's best out there. Joe Burrow's obviously one of the most elite quarterbacks at the moment. We've seen him in the AFC Championship the last two seasons in the Super Bowl two years ago. So if this is a, a, a nagging injury. The Bengals are in for a long, long season. I do think he'll be fine. I, I Like Luke says, I think they're just kind of like preparing just to sit him out. They don't want to push that injury at all. And that's very smart on Zach Taylor. Maybe very dumb, like you said, too, Chris, for playing him a day after he was already a little sore with his calf. So I think they're doing the cautious thing. They might start slow like they did last year because same situation. He didn't play last year. The Bengals came out to a little rough start. They, they found their ways, and I think this is going to be the same situation. I think they'll start a little slow now, but they'll pick it up. Towards the last, like next, like maybe three or four games, they'll pick it up. Yeah, no, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, and another big injury, Luke, out there in South Florida, the newly acquired Miami Dolphin, Jalen Ramsey, while guarding Tyreek Hill, went down holding his knee. Turns out he had surgery today, Friday, July twenty fifth, the day of recording. So just keep eye on that if you're listening. Had a full meniscus repair. The reports are he's out at least until December. So depending on how the recovery goes, I guess only a few months, but how big is this for the Miami Dolphins with the secondary that's already lacking depth? Yeah, this is a big loss for them. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is like that big-time star player that Miami wanted to add 
to like set that defense off. But having him having him gone until December is really gonna hurt this team. But he's he's trying to keep up with the one of the fastest players in the NFL. So he should be taking a little more easy in the training camp time instead of just going all out. But he, he wasn't ready for Tyreek Hill either. He wasn't doing the right thing, right thing in the offseason. No, I mean, there were a couple of years ago, he called Tyreek Hill just a specialist. So it's, yeah, you know, years later. He's a specialist that's, now. Yeah, specialist is, uh, puts you on the ground. I mean, it sucks. It sucks to see, though, because, like I said, it's already a defense that's struggling um, with depth. Um, they have Cam Smith, who they drafted from South Carolina. I'm trying to check out who what they did last year in the past. Yeah, so they were towards the bottom of the passing yards per game. You do have Xavier Howard, who's still a beast, but to lose Jalen Ramsey, Chris, very, very big. I mean, four, you know, you're going to be out the first four months with guys like, well, three months, guys with Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and we'll have to see maybe if Mac Jones can, can throw on this defense too. It's going to be, I think, a long season. That pass rush better start getting to the quarterback a lot more frequently now. Yeah, no, I was excited to see what Nick Fangio could do with Ramsey and Howard on opposite sides and lock down those wide receivers. I mean, this was a big loss. And, you know, this is what I hate about this part of the season is like these notifications pop up on your phone and it's like this player gets carted off. So, I mean, if I was a Miami fan, I'd be crying right now because that's a huge loss for their defense right now. But I mean, good, good. Yeah, but I mean, good for Ramsey. He needed the surgery. I think it's going to help him in the long run for his career. Keep him like, just keep him in longer. But uh, Tyreek, Tyreek is too fast for Ramsey. I think Tyreek's fast, too fast for everybody. I mean, so looking at their schedule though, when he when he's potentially able to come back in December, you're looking at the first game: Commanders, Titans, Jets, Dolphins. I'm sorry, Dolphins, Titans, Jets, Cowboys. Ravens, uh, Buffalo. So they have a tough December, honestly. And, you know, for someone that's going to have to come out and knock off this rust, it's going to be very, very hard. He's going to be guarding against some of the, the better receivers too. Stephon Diggs, CD Lamb, Garrett Wilson. These guys are pretty good receivers. So he's going to have to pick it up hard when he gets back. And, and that could just even be more strain on that meniscus as well because how, how fast you go zero to 100 too. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Those are going to be cold games too, especially when he's playing up north. So coming off an injury in cold games – I don't know if that meniscus is going to be ready for it coming right off surgery. So it's going to be it's going to be a little tender, a little frozen up. Yeah, my I, my thing here is like everyone's saying like mid midweek, but you're putting him in December. That's that's the very end of the season. I mean, that's yeah. where you're going to be pushing hard for playoffs. So like they're trying to light you up saying he's going to be back midweek or midseason, but hey, he's coming back in December. And my question is is like is the December time frame when he's going to be able to start practicing again, or is he going to be game ready? Because That's if true. he's they not game yeah. ready, yeah, and they throw him in, then you're going to have these wide receivers light him up. Because yeah, you don't off. want you don't want to go week. Weeks. Your first week it's Terry McLaurin or guys like that who can who are fucking studs, man. Like that's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be big. So uh, they they didn't specify if he's going to be game ready by December or is that when he can start going into practice and getting in there? I mean, being a cornerback, that's already one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. So coming back from an injury and then going up, like you said, Mark, not an easy schedule in December has some big, big names. Luckily you have Xavier and Howard on the other side that can take these wide receiver ones, but the offense is going to know that Ramsey's hurt. So, and Ramsey, Ramsey got, 
got fucking exposed last year. With yeah, he had an off players. year for his yeah for his standards. He had an off year. He still had a good year, just for his standards, not that good. But the question yeah. though is, can Miami survive the season before he even returns? Because that's that's the big part. We don't we're hoping Tua can stay healthy. We don't want to see him hurt. But let's say Tua does go down, or even let's say Tua stays healthy. Do they have enough? We know they have the firepower, but can they sustain that every single week? I mean, with the defense potentially giving up thirty plus points, that is something to keep an eye out too for this Miami Dolphins team. It's gonna be tough. They're probably gonna be in a lot of shootouts in games like they were last year, like just throwing up big points because I mean, they're they're gonna be able to take the top off pretty much any any defense really. Having two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL and two are just throwing it as hard as he possibly can to get it down the field to him. All forty five yards. Yeah, nice forty five yard deep pass by Tua. But yeah, they're still be able to take the top off the defense either way. So it'd be yeah, some so shootouts, I think. We'll keep an eye on this secondary. I want to see it now in preseason. I know, like in preseason, they only really play, uh, you know, the basic vanilla style defenses. But I'm very interested to see what's going to happen now with the Miami Dolphins going forward. And boys, let's stay in the AFC East. Aaron Rodgers, something that he typically never does. And that is taking a pay cut for the next two seasons. He saved the New York Jets $35 million. I think that was announced on Wednesday, the 26th. And then yesterday, the 27th, it was announced Dalvin Cook is visiting with the New York Jets this weekend. He's already in New York. He was a good morning football out there in New York with Kyle Brandt and the, the crew. But, boys, is it is it destined that destiny he's going to be with the New York Jets after this weekend? Does he even make it past the weekend? I mean, I'll just start off with we'll, – we'll start with, like, the Rodgers taking a paycheck. I mean, that's huge, huge for the Jets. And I know I I was reading a couple comments on, like, all the posts about him taking a pay cut and Packer fans are literally just like devastated because he never did it. He never did it in green Bay, but you also have to look, this man's made over $300 million in his career. So money's money's not a money's not a big thing for him. So he just wants to go out there and win. So I think it's big for them to get some more players in there and cook cook coming to the jets. I think that's going to be huge. That's going to be huge for the run game. It's going to be huge for Brees Hall. That's going to give the Jets and Brees Hall the opportunity to slowly ease him back into that running back one role. They have a bye week, week seven. So I can definitely see Cook handling most of the snaps until after week seven, after that bye week with the Jets. Yeah, I think it's big too. I mean, if you can steal him away from the Miami Dolphins who desperately need a running back, it doesn't matter if they need him or not. Even if Brees Hall is ready to go, you just steal him away from your AFC East rival. That is big because, you know, Buffalo's interested in running back. And even New England's been rumored to go after him. So it seems like the whole AFC East definitely wants Dalvin Cook. I think it's going to come down to Miami or the Jets, honestly. And I think if Aaron Rodgers can make a good impression, you know, Dalvin Cook did say he's not a big Aaron Rodgers fan for his whole career in Minnesota. But it's a different story now when you're a free agent and you have one of the all-time greats out there and you have a good wide receiver core with Garrett Wilson, Al Lazard, even McKeel Hardman, who's their, their slot, and Randall Cobb. And like you said, Brees Hall, Chris, they have tight ends coming back from injury. They have Tyler Coughlin. This team is ready to win now, and I think Dalvin Cook wants to be part of a winning culture out there in New York. And yeah, and Rodgers Rogers is used to having that that two running back system. I mean, in Green Bay, he had Aaron Jones and um, Dylan out there. So, I mean, this would be huge for Rodgers, too, to have that two running back system. Yeah, this is just Aaron Rodgers setting it up. 
He he's going for a Super Bowl run. That's what he's looking at. He's not worried about the money anymore. He wants to get as much talent in the in the uh, on the team as possible. So yeah, there's probably conversations between him and uh, Dalvin Cook about, like, hey, I'm I'm gonna take a pay cut and you you come up here. So that, that those conversations could have happened because it's very shortly after he announced the pay cut that Dalvin Cook was on his way to New York. Yeah, yeah, literally and the next day. Plus, I, I think it'd be a cool thing. Uh, the Jets fans are super diehard fans. They, they've seen a lot of losses in the past like <laughs> decade, really. So if Aaron Rodgers can take the Jets to the Super Bowl and win it, they they will go down as fucking like Jets legends. Yeah, they they definitely had a rough decade, like you said, Luke. I mean, I know like the last time they were actually pretty good, which ironically was not with a good quarterback was Mark Sanchez when they made back to back AFC title games. They lost the Colts and the Steelers in those those respective years, but. Yeah, this is something that the Jets have been waiting for for a long time. They did get Brett Favre for the one year. It didn't work out. They did go 10-6 and in 2015 with, um, they, I believe it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if Aaron Rodgers, like you said, he took a pay cut for a reason, and he wants that talent. It takes a, definitely a lot of load off Aaron Rodgers. It sets up the play action. Guys like Garrett Wilson, Al Lazar can get going. We've already seen Garrett Wilson Aaron Rodgers make some great plays this year or just this, this week in training camp alone. So – you know the chemistry is going to be there. Dalvin Cook coming here this early too, learn the playbook with Nathaniel Hackett's, Nathaniel Hackett's offense. I think it's going to be good for the New York Jets if they can get him not to leave New York this weekend. Yeah, I saw, saw a cool little little stat saying that uh, Zach Wilson has a higher cap hit than Aaron Rodgers does this season. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It's like a, like a million-dollar difference or something like that, but it's still still funny. Don't think Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has been out there coaching uh, Zach Wilson up too. I've seen a couple of videos of him trying to help Zach Wilson out. So, I mean, when Aaron Rodgers is done, that could be Zach Wilson's team again. I mean, he hey, even he got want Zach Wilson to fuck his wife or his mom. So, yeah, well, he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not married. But uh, I mean, he's even called Jordan Love to ask how he's doing. He so Aaron Rodgers got that bad rap. I mean, I know he does it to himself, but he actually did coach up Love too. He didn't want. He didn't hate Love. He just didn't. He was pissed that they. Got a quarterback, which I understand, but he still was teaching him the ways. I mean, he was getting him ready. So, you know, it's good that he's doing that with Zach Wilson, too. I mean, you want to get the future set up right for him. I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning did the same thing in Denver. Brady did the same thing in Tampa. It's not like you have hate for these guys. You want your your respective team that you're still playing for, even if it's for, for a couple of years, to still be good in the future. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see this. I'm, I'm excited to see the New York Jets. I think they're the most interesting team. Uh right now in the NFL. So I'm very, very excited to see what's going to happen in New York this year. That's where they got hard yeah. knocks. Yeah, yeah no, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Jets. I think it'll be it'll be a good season for them. I mean, look how they did last year with fucking Joe Flacco. And yeah, they went 7-10 and 10 with the, the trio of quarterbacks that they had last yeah. year. <laughs> and speaking of, the, I guess hey, we're still – got some wins. Yeah, he, he, he did Here get a couple dubs. wins to start the season. Let's, let's stick with the New York Jets because a newly coach, well, a returning coach for the NFL, Mr. Sean Payton himself, Mr. Juicy Fruit himself, out here in Denver. You know, we figured he would have a lot of stuff to worry about out in Mile High, like Russell Wilson getting this offense back into form after Nathaniel Hackett kind of tore it apart. Well, for some reason, Nathaniel Hackett's on his mind. You know, I understand, you know, you can be honest and say the, sh- the team was shit last year. But after you run through Nathaniel Hackett, you want to run through Robert Sala and the, the, the Jets organization saying that 
hey, they're only we're only there's only some teams worried about the offseason, winning the offseason, spending all this money, like the New York Jets. I think it's a pretty uh, bullshit comment to just sit here and rip through a team when you have your own issues to worry about and sit here. And then you want to backtrack today and say, well, I thought I was wearing my Fox analysis hat. Shut the fuck up, Sean Payton. I hope your team goes 4-13 this year. You get one less win than the 2022 Broncos got last year, pal. I think I think they're going to secure a little bit more than four wins. But, I mean, I, I it was shitty for him to go, go at the Jets. I didn't really see that. But, like he said, I think he still had his analysis hat on. And I I would love to see coaches speak truthfully more than just go up on these podiums and – talk their bullshit that they usually do and be nice guys it'd be nice to see some some tea time with these coaches but uh he didn't only just shit on Hackett I mean he shit on the team also he said he said Russell Wilson wasn't good either he said the O-line was trash so it wasn't just Hackett he was shitting on which Hackett deserved it probably probably one of the worst coaches that we've seen I mean he was the only only fourth coach since the NFL AFL manager merger in 1970 that couldn't even finish the first season with their team. So, I mean, he's one of the few that got fired right off the bat. And I'm okay with talk. Time management sucked dick too. So I'm okay with talking shit during the season, but it's fucking training camp, dude. Like you're not even playing them for like what eight more, nine more weeks. And like I said, you have your own problems to worry about. You have to worry about getting the Denver Broncos back to the playoffs. Something they haven't done in a few years. You have a, a Russell Wilson that looked like shit last year. An offensive line that, yeah, you're invested in, but you got to get them going. You have receivers that are questionable. Worry about your own fucking team. Like, that's the problem. Worry about you. Yeah, so, I mean, somebody probably pissed. Somebody probably pissed Sean Payton off that morning. Just got, got his pain is in a water because he's just fucking firing off at anybody. Like, they they weren't even talking about the Jets, and he's just like, oh, fuck the Jets. <laughs> for, I don't know, for no reason. I'm like, 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 come on, man. Like, you you have your own issues to deal with. Like your team was fucking awful last year. I know you're inheriting an awful team, but you got a lot more work to do than just sitting there just running your mouth. Well, he added he he added a lot more pressure to himself now than he needed. There was already pressure on him, and now coming out and shitting on the Jets just adds even more pressure. I think they're playing in what like week week five or six. Yeah, week five. Yeah, week five. So I mean, that's a flex that game time. Flex that. Yeah, make it right now. Hey, let me see. Yeah, you let me see what the prime time schedule is for that week because yeah, um, oh yeah, because there's I I just don't like I said I understand it like you know it's true and like it is true I mean I guess that I don't think though it's true you said about the Jets I don't think they're worried about winning the off season but I mean they they went big I mean they got Aaron Rodgers they're going to go after Dalvin Cook that's what you want to do but yeah I don't know if you can flex it to Sunday night because it is Dallas San Francisco. But screw it, make it Monday night. The Packers Raiders play that night. I would just switch it to Monday night. Call it a day. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm excited to I, see week five now, though. Yeah, I think. I mean, I saw what he was going for. I think it came out the wrong way. He was trying to compare the Jets to what the Broncos did last season with hiring the big name quarterback, getting the weapons, supposed to be good. So like, I saw the avenue he was trying to reach, and it just went the wrong way. And it quickly, yeah, I, quickly went downhill. He, he could have said all that without mentioning the Jets. He could have said last year, yeah, the team went big in the offseason and just didn't work out. You know, now we're kind of starting from fresh and then just leave the Jets out of it. I don't, there was no reason to mention the Jets. Maybe he's salty that 
Aaron Rodgers didn't go to Denver last year instead of Russell Wilson, and he didn't inherit Aaron Rodgers instead of Russell Wilson. Maybe that's what it truly is. But you could have just said all you said without mentioning the the New York Jets. It's okay to rip Nathaniel Hackett. I think that's rightfully so. He, he did that to himself. But keep another team's name out your mouth. Like I said, like Luke said too, got your own fucking fish to fry here. Well, that 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 was the big thing right there with Nathaniel Hackett was that um, A Rod didn't go there. That's the whole reason they hired Hackett to go to Denver was hopefully they were going to get A Rod as quarterback, so A Rod could be the coach and Hackett could be the game manager, and it didn't work out. And then Hackett was sitting there like, "What do I do now?" <laughs> Week five, though, boys, when the Jets go to the Broncos, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the four o'clock window for the Eastern Time, so. It's going to be a big, big game to keep an eye on. I can't wait to see that now. Hope, I mean, he did apologize, I guess, So, which I, I was not a fan of the apology. I think if you're going to say what you want to say, stick to it, man. Like, if you really felt that way, leave it alone. Don't sit there and say, I forgot I was a coach and I was, thought I was a, a Fox commentator again because that's a bullshit hey, excuse. Trust me, I don't, think, I don't think he wanted to apologize. I'm sure somebody <laughs> from the Denver organization or one of his reps or somebody was like, hey, you got to come out and apologize. Yeah, I think it's what happened. Uh, I doubt he wanted to. Well, boys, it's time to do something that we haven't done on this show in a few weeks. We're going to do a mock draft. So everyone that's listening and watching out there, we're going to do a 13-round mock draft between the three of us. Chris is going to pick with fourth pick because that's what he is in our redraft. Luke's going to go one. That's where he's at. And I'm going to pick nine. So I guess the first year that it's not rigged, they got the picks that they wanted, somewhere that they like in the top. But we are going to spend – we're going to up the time a little bit. We're going to spend a couple minutes between the three of us talking about each other's picks. We're going to, like, run through it. I mean, Luke's going to have the first pick, like I said. So, he'll say what he's going to say, what he's thinking about. We'll read off the picks in between us as well. We'll all three kind of, like – not like a long analysis, but kind of give, like, a good short and sweet um, take on what we think, what we like, like about that person's pick. If we didn't like it, something like that. So, Chris has got it pulled up now. You can see it. I'm going to start the mock draft. Luke, you're on the clock, man, with the first pick. Hey, and if y'all want to see if y'all want to see the draft board, go over to YouTube. We yes, YouTube, all about the Boss Podcast. It's definitely going to be there. All right, so all right, it, it, first pick's pretty easy. All right, there's only really two ways you can go. It's either wide receiver or running back, and there, there's not, in my opinion, not that many top tier running backs. So I'm I'm going to go snag my guy right now, which is Christian McCaffrey. Like it, it's without a question. You want you want this guy on your team. He can do it all. Quarterback goes down, he's gonna throw touchdowns. Wide receiver goes down, he'll line up the slot, catch touchdowns, and guess what? He's gonna run some into. So Christian McCaffrey for me. Yeah, I don't think there's one. a bad pick between Jefferson and, and CMC. Honestly, it just depends on the route Luke that you're gonna want to go. Like you said, Jefferson and Chase went falling right at that two and three. So Chris definitely wanted one of those guys for sure. I know he did. Yeah, no, I mean, I wanted I wanted Chase. That would have been big for me. But I mean, in the top five. You getting you getting Chris McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, or Austin Eckler. I feel any one of those players could easily finish as the number one fantasy player in the this year. So I don't think if you're in that top five spot and you get one of those players, I don't think that any pick is a wrong pick. So I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cooper Cup here just for the reason that I think you can get a decent running back later late second round early third round so i think getting your value at wide receiver right now is what is going to benefit most teams right now so i'm going to go cooper cup with my first pick 
and I've noticed that that's been the trend lately too. Uh, receivers kind of getting taken, you know, in that first you know crop of picks before the the running back, which it used to be the other way for the last few seasons. But like you said, Chris, a lot of these receivers are being taken. So following you, Chris went the first tight end, Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to be a top seven pick in most drafts. I mean, he's a he's a beast. He can do it all. Austin Eckler fell to six, which I think whoever is choosing six in our league, that's a steal. Tyreek Kill at seven. Bijan Robinson at eight, and now I'm on the clock at nine. You know, I have all these guys here. I got Stefan, Saquon, JT, CeeDee Lamb, and A.J. Brown. I'm not big on the Mahomes pick uh, this early. I know his ADP um, on um, what we'll be using uh, Sleeper app is 14.3, so he's a mid-second round pick, but actually beginning second round pick. I- I'm thinking you, Chris, I since I'm so late in the round, I can kind of get a running back on the swing. So the question between this is, do I go Stephon or, or CeeDee Lamb? You know, Stephon doesn't really have a true number two. CeeDee Lamb does have Brandon Cook, so how much of that's going to take away from him? How much of the relationship is there with Stephon and um, Josh Allen? But I am going to go Stephon Diggs because that number two isn't as big like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and Diggs even made a comment this week about addressing the whole he wanted more targets he said that he's a wide receiver. He goes out there and play, and A, if the ball is thrown his way, the ball is thrown this way. So, I mean, he's out there. He's addressing it. He's denying the the statement that he's asking for more balls thrown his way. Yeah, and Luke, a guy that's from your neck of the woods right now, I was hoping that Derrick Henry was going to fall to me. He was the first pick of the uh, second round. But following that, though, was Saquon Barkley after mine, JT, CeeDee Lamb, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Patrick Mahomes. And I see Josh Jacobs Nick Chubb there. But the question is – Luke, is Josh Jacobs going to play this year? You know, do I do I pull that trigger, or do I take it easier and go a safer route at quarter or at running back, or maybe even go a receiver too? Yeah, I, I still think Jacobs still has to play this year. I think every running back will have to play. They earn that next contract either way, so he'll play, hope, but he may he may sit out all training camp. I'm a little nervous on that, I so think. I'm going to go. I'm going to safer pick. I'm going to go Nick Chubb out of the Cleveland Browns. And I, that's a huge steal. I think Nick Chubb slipping into the second round is huge. I mean, Nick Chubb is reliable, and you're taking away Kareem Hunt, who is getting those pass catches. And Cleveland's organizations already came out and said that Nick Chubb is going to be taking more passes. So for a PPR league, that's huge. I think that's going to bump his numbers up for, for sure. And then, I mean, off the board, Josh Allen, our second quarterback, Adams, Waddle, and then Hurts, third quarterback. So, I mean – this second round's big on quarterbacks right now. You got Patrick Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, which are three guys that are huge quarterbacks. So here I'm stuck. I got I got Cooper Cup. I got with my first round. I mean, looking looking right now easily. Amon Ross St. Brown. Goff already came out and said this week that he sees the hype around it. He sees why he is what he is. Then Garrett Wilson. And right now I'm looking looking at running back, especially because the first Besides for Luke picking that running back, Christian McCaffrey, the first other two teams picked wide receivers. So they might be eyeing a wide receiver here. But I think I might just have to roll with getting a wide receiver, trusting that at least a decent running back is going to fall to me at three. I mean, you got Josh Jacobs, Pollard, Brees Hall, all these guys still on the board at running back. Ramon Stevens. I mean, there's still some great running backs on the board that's definitely going to fall to me round three. So I'm going to snag my number two wide receiver, Amon Ron St. Brown, the yeah, same for the first, over at Detroit. 
first six weeks too without James Williams is going to be big for that that big push. It'll help the chemistry with there with Jared Goff. All right. So after that went uh, Garrett Wilson and Mark Andrews, surprisingly in the second round. So some Mark Andrews going in the second round is like I, not expected for me, but that leaves me like I still have some two really good uh, running backs and wide receivers. I'm not that big of a fan on here. So I think I'm going to go snag my second running back and I, I'm, I'm going to step out on the limb, take that risk with Josh Jacobs earning that, uh, trying to earn that paycheck. So I think he'll be playing this year. So as of right now, but, so I'm going to go ahead and snag him on that. Then now on the swing, kind of, kind of need the wide receiver. Or I just fucking stack up on running backs and fuck the re- everybody else. <laughs> I mean, your your top two running backs definitely look solid. With if especially yeah. if Jacobs is there, you know, get him in the, with the last pick of oh, the second yeah. round and pair him with Chris McCaffrey. There, yeah. You kind of have to take him. Um, oh yeah, I don't blame you on that one whatsoever. I think here though, so, Luke is a very this this determines where you go out in your draft. I mean, if you go three running backs, that's going to be key. You're done with running backs probably for a while, but. This is a big, big step of this draft. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking wide receiver here. So a lot, a lot of unknowns with the wide receivers in this, this level. Like I don't know how much like uh, Njigba is going to take away from Metcalf. I also don't know the chemistry with Olave and Derek Carr, but and and how much uh, Michael Thomas is going to take away from Olave. Uh, Devontae Smith is the the number two wide receiver really at Philly. And I think Debo Samuel, like, he just hasn't really done it for me. But uh, I've seen some some highlights of this dude in training camp, took a year off, body's healthy. I think I'm going to jump out on a limb and I'm going to take Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Wow. That is – I understand the reach because you're not going to see him for a long, long time. And yeah. He's looking – like he's on fucking turbo mode on Madden right now. Like yeah, This guy so looks I'll, really fast. Yeah, it's going to take a little risk on him. Uh, solid quarterback. The chemistry looks good. Had a year off, so he's going to be fully healthy. So I, I like him. Yeah, no, Calvin Ridley's popping off d- during these training camp um, videos. I mean, every video I see is Calvin Ridley just going down the field <laughs> yeah. super fast. Look, out there looking like Tyreek Hill for sure. And I mean, bigger like than Tyreek, too. Like, yeah. he looks huge, too. Well, like you mentioned, Mark, I mean, with that first pick, this is kind of where we had a question a couple episodes about ADP. I mean, if you're in that first pick, you can't really follow the ADP. You got to go for the man you want because it's it's what twenty something picks until you're back on the board. So yes. it's yeah. it's big. I mean, yeah, so overall stuff. Yeah. So I mean, you have Chris Lave next. You got Smith out of Philly next. So here I am sitting sitting pretty. Like I said, I mean that third round. I I pretty much have all all the running backs on the board still. I mean, I got Pollard, Hall, Stevens. ETN's out there, Harris. I mean, I I got a beauty running back pick right here. I'm I don't not that I don't trust Hall. I think Hall is gonna be do great, but the thing with Cook coming in, I think the fantasy is gonna be a little iffy with the running back backfield there. Are they gonna ease him back in? Or are they throwing him into hell right there? And then ETN, they've already come out and said that they're gonna cut back a little bit on how much he's going to run, how fat, or how many runs he's going to get per game. So right now I'm I'm coming down to Pollard or Stevenson. I mean, Stevenson was a running back eight after week three last year. He did he did 
get out to running back 40 during playoff seasons. So that, that hurts me. And then Tony Pollard, I mean, this is his backfield now. It's all him. So this is the two toss-ups. I really like Ramonde Stevens. And if Tony Pollard wasn't on the board, then it'd be him. But it, I have to go to Tony Pollard out of Dallas. Yeah, I think it's a good it's a good pick. I'm not a fan of Najee Harris, so I think that when you're not drafted him, is very good. Um, Pollard's going to be a question mark just because he's coming back from that that nasty injury towards the end of the season last year. So we'll see what he does. I mean, like I said, if this was the real draft, I think you, Chris, getting Cooper Cup and Mom St. Brown. And if Pollard stays healthy, I think it's a very, very good trio you, you start yourself up to. Yeah. I, I was actually looking at Pollard for my – if Josh Jacobs wasn't on the board, I probably would have snagged Pollard on my uh, my second-round pick. So – Following Chris's pick, uh, starting with the fifth pick in the third round, T. Higgins, Najee Harris, Stevenson from the Patriots, Debo Samuel, and now I'm on the clock. And, you know, it looks like I'm having the same team I had last year, boys. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have Stephon. But I'm going to go with the running back that I had as a steal last year. I think he's still going to get a lot of looks. I think having those trio receivers out there in Seattle, we saw Najigba. I saw Najigba today, or is it either today or yesterday, made a hell of a play out there. I'm going to go Kenneth Walker from the Seattle Seahawks, the pair with Nick Chubb. Stephon Diggs, I believe I have two running back ones. I think Kenneth Walker can legitimately sneak into the top 10 for, for running backs this year. I'm going to go Kenneth Walker out of Seattle. I don't think it's a bad pick at all. Uh, following that, went Brees Hall. Lamar Jackson went 11th in the third round. DK Metcalf to round off that third round. Following that, Caps dropped the fourth round. TJ Hawkinson, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, and now I'm on the clock. And, you know, I'm not going to pass up on a receiver now. I, I do think if he's healthy, this man is could potentially be a top 10. I think Derrick Henry keeps the box close. I'm going to make that risk, boy. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins to pair with Stephon Diggs. I mean, D-Hop, D-Hop made a nice little tweet today about this man doesn't come to practice. And, A, he he had a great grab and oh, yeah. contention. It it was a beauty for sure. Um, So here I am. So you have ETN that dropped off. Then you got Kittle, tight end. What was that? The fourth tight end that went off the board. Then yeah. Big Dick Joe, Joe Slants went off the board at four oh seven. And then Gibbs, which I was I was hoping Gibbs would fall to me because if he was there, I was taking him no matter what. So I'm kind of here. I I still I I don't really like taking a quarterback in the fourth round, especially since I have a little sleeper that I like snagging late. And so, I mean, we have we have Keenan Allen up here, Amari Cooper, Scary Terry. Chris, you need the a running back. Go for J.K. Dobbins, man. I, I do need a running hey, back. Football, but... football out. <laughs> he he, he's resting. Might... He's resting in training camp. He's there, but he's resting. Yeah, no, he's 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 resting for sh- he's resting for. Sh- <laughs> he's he's in the facility. <laughs> he's watching practice. He's he's with Lamar Jackson going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? But see, that that's that problem though that Chris that you run into is. The running backs, like we said, they're not like that deep compared to receivers. So when you go receiver twice, you're kind of putting that self in a risk where, I mean, that second running back is going to be questionable where you're at, especially towards the back end of the fourth round. So it's a very, very tough pick. I mean, Dalvin Cook's still there. Does he does he take that spot? I mean, you never know. He might not even go to the Jets. He could go to Miami too. So Yeah, like yeah. you said. He'll, I mean, he'll be the number rough. one in Miami. Yeah, it's rough going back-to-back wide receiver – because there isn't much depth, but I mean, there's there's late snags in the draft that you can get in running back, especially if you get that solid running back one. You can get you can get a running back two late in the draft, 
that's going to give you at least those 10 points a game. And I mean, um, it's, it's rough right now. I'm looking, I'm looking maybe snagging my third wide receiver here. I think I, it's tough, pick. This, I know, it's I tough dude. It's tough. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get injured again. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go Keenan Allen. I mean, he, he was not healthy last year, but he did earn 27% of the target shares and he got over 75 yards a game in the games he played. So I'm going to, going to snag my third wide receiver here and get my flex with Keenan Allen. So after that went Justin Fields, then J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens. So I think here, if I, if I want a good quarterback, it's time I got to take him. Dude just got paid. So I think, I think this is his, this year, I think hopefully his wide receivers stay healthy for him. And I was going to try to snag him and Keenan Allen to pair it up, but uh, obviously it didn't work out very well for me. So I'm going to go ahead and Mike, take. You can always pair Mike Williams with him too. Yeah, I could. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and take Herbert right here. Then after Herbert, uh, I'm looking. So I would like to get my second wide receiver here. Bunch, there's a bunch of wide receivers, but after you got like, um, actually, I think I think I'm gonna take a little risk, and I think I'm gonna go ahead and stag my tight end before he's gone, and I'm gonna take Pitts. Hopefully, he has a uh, a better season than he has the past couple of years. I think well, this might be a, a season to get back on track. Yeah, just last year he had a bad year. He's also hurt, and he had Mario to throw him the ball. So his, his rookie year, he had Matt Ryan at over a thousand yards. Yeah, he lacked the touchdowns, yeah. but. I think Ritter is going to be in a, in a year where, yeah, it's going to be a run-heavy offense, but I think Ritter, they're going to give looks to throw the ball to and, you know, best friend to a, t- a quarterback to tight end. Yeah, I'm, I'm like my starting lineup so far. Yeah, I think I think, Pyle, I think Kyle Pitts has a comeback year this year. And then off the board with five five oh two, you got McLaurin and then DJ Moore. So right now I'm sitting three run, three wide receivers, one running back. I'm going to have to snag my running back here. And I'm going to get the man that just got the bag. He had a phenomenal year last year on the Eagles, especially with Jalen Hurts as a running running quarterback. I mean, he ended he ended the year as a RB13. He had 11 rushing scores while Jalen Hurts had 13. So he's going to Carolina. He doesn't have that running quarterback like he did with Hertz over with the Eagles. And he's going to be one of my breakout players of the year. So I'm going Miles Sanders running back out of Carolina. Damn. And Luke, wow. real yeah, quick I, though. I'm not a – what's that? I'm surprised when Chris took um, Keen Allen there. I know you wanted to stack. You didn't stack Trevor Lawrence with Calvin Ridley, honestly. Um, I, I could have, but – I, I, I kind of like Justin Herbert just a little bit better than Trevor Lawrence. And plus, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to fall off before my uh, next round of picks, I think, anyways. Well, with that, I mean, he is going to fall off because I'm going to take my quarterback here. I, I think yeah. with the ninth pick of the fifth round, you know, I have two receivers and two two uh, running backs. The tight ends, I mean, yeah, you have Goddard there. Um, he kind of gets hurt, it seems like, quite a bit. So I think I'm going to pass on that. I don't want to have a court, tight end that's hurt. I mean, maybe, maybe he's there for the my championship run, but I have to get the playoffs first to make a championship run. So I'm going to go with a guy that I think has a lot upside this year. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence out of Duval County. 
Duvall. Yeah, and then following that with Swift. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I, I think I'm <laughs> high on Sunshine. I'm high on Mr. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The man goes to Waffle House after playoff wins. Like, I fucking respect I, that. Yeah, I think T-Law has a good year this year. But after T-Law, DeAndre Swift, Jerry Judy, and then Chris Godwin around off the, the fifth round. Alexander Madison went to start off the sixth. Dallas Goddard, like I said, tight end. I would have grabbed him if he was there. Dalvin Cook following that. So I'm in a situation still. Do I want to go tight end? Do I trust? But once again, Waller's an injury concern. You do have Pat Frumuth there as well. The question is, can he come back to me? You know, that's now, like you said, Chris, you start looking at your ADPs. Um, but I think I'm going to pass on that, honestly. And I think I am going to go to another wide receiver. I think I'm going to make that push. I don't, because he's not going to fall to me. I'm going to go to a guy that Luke and me, we both had very success in fantasy. I'm pretty sure he was on my cha- my championship year. I'm taking Tyler Lock out of the Seattle Seahawks. Making my flex player with Hopkins and Stefan Diggs. Solid pick. I, I think he's still a little risky just because I've seen a lot of it. Is it in the, in the, in the, oh, I can't even say his name. Jackson Smith. I've seen Jackson Smith catching a lot of passes out there. So he, and he looks very, very good. So I mean, it's a trio over there. So they're all going to be fighting for uh, some balls thrown their way. I agree, but I think having him in the flex is a very good choice there. Yeah. And then lead up to Chris's pick, you have Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Isaiah Pacheco. Question is, will he be ready? And then Chris now on the clock with the ninth pick in the sixth round. Yeah, so I'm looking at three wide receivers, two running backs here. So right now, I mean, I can either go depth with the players that I already have or start kind of building out my roster here. I mean, there's some there's some big names. You got Michael Pittman there. Then you got Ayuk, which, I mean, he's he's scary. He'd be a good wide receiver, too, right there. Mike Williams, but I don't want to snap, stack wide receivers there out of Los Angeles. And then Christian Kirk. I Big on Christian Kirk, but, I mean, after seeing these offseason videos, I mean, hey, Ridley looks like the man. But I think I think with this pick, I'm, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to hop on the risk bus, and he – Injured all last year, didn't didn't really get to see much out of him. But I mean, he's getting a new scenery, and I think he has the potential of being the number one target in the offense that doesn't have many targets to begin with. So I'm going to go Darren Waller out of New York. Definitely a big uh, chance there. Honestly, like you said, it's the injury issue, injury history with him. He's a freak when he's healthy, but. He stays healthy, Chris. It's not a bad pick in the sixth round. So after Waller went uh, D- Javante Williams and David Montgomery, those are two guys I wasn't even looking at at all, so nothing I'm really that worried about. So this is time for me to grab my next next wide receiver. I'm looking uh, – I think the next – like it's like the next tier wide receivers we're at. They're all about even to me. Um, I can't – so I'm kind of like looking at their quarterback situation and like their health. So with that, I think I'm taking a wide receiver. It's uh, probably, probably a little overpaid, good quarterback with a uh, T law. So I'm going to go, I'm going to grab Christian Kirk here as uh, my number two wide receiver. I like him. I think he's ready for a, a comeback a year. I mean, he had a good season last year, but I think he's going to take off and elevate even farther this season. And if he doesn't, I think I'm going to grab wide receiver number four with uh, a wide receiver kind of like jumped off last season. 
and took off with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to grab Ayuk because I think he is probably the number one wide receiver at the 49ers right now ahead of Debo. I mean, wow. Luke, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to get your mindset on it. I mean, you have three wide receivers right now on your roster. You have so just with what you have right now, you have Calvin Ridley as your wide receiver one. You have Christian Kirk as your wide receiver two, and then Ayuk as your flex. So you got yeah. two Jacksonville wide receivers right now in your starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, not gonna big season for T Law. So I, I, <laughs> I, I think. We, I did. I think I don't know if it was our league or it was a league, a different league. I did. We did see a Evans and Chris Godwin. I had him on the same team. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good season too. So <laughs> I'm okay uh, with I mean, it. I feel. I feel like Tom. I feel like Tom Brady though, as your quarterback, can definitely support maybe two top twenty wide receivers. I don't see. Uh, T Law's good. Don't get me wrong. I think T Law's a great quarterback, but I don't see him supporting two top twenty wide receivers with. Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. Not, not gonna lie, it's a little slip on my mind. I, mean, I kind of forgot <laughs> Calvin Ridley at the beginning. <laughs> so, but I, I do like the Christian Kirk pick there. Even with Cal, Calvin Ridley, I'm okay with it. I mean, if one goes down, then guess what? The other one's gonna be right there just to collect all those extra uh, balls, anyways. So not not ter- not a terrible pick. Maybe maybe I should have done something else there, but it is what yeah. it is at this point. Hopefully that happens in the real draft. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to pay attention to your fantasy picks because sometimes you forget <laughs> who you picked already. Okay, so going after after Ayuk, uh, you got another quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be great. I think he's definitely he has the potential to be a top ten quarterback in fantasy this year. I don't know about y'all, maybe even top five. I mean, he came out slinging the ball when he got back out of suspension, and he has a full off season this year with Cleveland to learn the system get that chemistry with his wide receivers. And I think they're going to finally hand the ball over to him, let them run that offense. I think he's getting a lot of hate just because of the dark cloud that's over him. And you don't want to see a lot of people. People don't want to look like they're rooting for him. I want to say, I'm, but I think- I'm rooting for him. I, I still think the man has a lot of potential and a lot. Of, I'm, I've always been a Deshaun Watson football fan, not saying he's got a good personal life, but professionally, I think he's a hell of an athlete. I'm rooting against him. I think he has a fucking awful year again. So, <laughs> but get yeah, Christian on the clock here with the seventh pick in the, or the fourth pick in the seventh round, man. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I'm gonna have to. So I got my three wide receivers, two running backs. I got my tight end here. There's there's not much. There's no point of reaching for a running back right now. It's it's all wide receivers. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna build up my depth behind my wide receiver core and I'm going to take I'm going to take Hollywood Brown out of Arizona. Ooh. I mean he he was a wide receiver 6 from week 1 to 6 without D-Hop. I mean he was averaging 81 yard receiving yards and with D-Hop not there, he he's going to claim an ungodly amount of targets coming his way. So I think he's going to easily be the wide receiver one out there in Arizona. I know there's question marks about if Murray's going to come in or not, but Hey, there has to be a guy that you're throwing to. And I think Marquise Brown is going to be that guy. Yeah. I mean, if he gets the looks, I mean, if the quarterback, if they're throwing the ball, I, I don't blame you there. Um, yeah, not, and it's, I'm not it's, a huge fan on that pick. It's just, it's, I, I don't, Colt McCoy's, I don't think the guy, 
And the only receiver they have over there is Hollywood Brown. And he's not even really that good. He's he's not he's not the greatest, but like you said, that's that's the only receiver they got out there. He's gonna be getting the looks, he's gonna be getting the targets. And I already got my first starting three. So I mean yeah. all I need Brown to do is come in on a bye. Yeah. This is my building my bench, and I think he's gonna be a great, great bench player for sure. And following you, Chris, went Deontay Johnson, Najigba, Dak Prescott, Dotson from the commanders, and now I'm on the clock in here. I'm looking at my tight ends. I see Evan Ingram and I see Pat Frumuth. And, you know, I'm a big Frumuth guy. I I think Evan Ingram was good. I could stack him with my quarterback as well. But I'm not 100% sold on Ingram just because they have so much weapons there. Um, like you said, Cal really's got a big year. I should stack probably, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers tight end, Pat Frumuth, for my starting tight end. And then following that went Mike Williams. Rashad White, Tua, Mike Evans, George Pickens, Traylon Burks. Maybe I could stack on tight ends. Maybe I can run two tight ends there. But I, I still feel like I need a running back out here. Um, there's not a lot of big ones here. Um, I, I mean, I do I do have my two, though. Like I said, I have Kenneth Walker, and I have um, – uh, who else? Did I dra- uh, yeah, I drafted Nick Chubb and Kenneth Walker. So I could go here. Um the question is, who the, who's the Bears running back is going to be? Maybe do I reach for a Cleo Herbert? Uh, I know they have Deontay Foreman. Apparently, James Cook's been been running a lot in the starting lineup, especially with no Hines. Does he get the love? I am going to take a reach, and I am going to try James Cook because of the Hines injury. There are only two running backs set. I think they'll start using him in the passing game. That's where I think he's going to shine a, excuse me, shine a little bit. And Mark, I'm going to say that I, I hate that pick just because I was looking at him. I was hoping <laughs> he was going to fall to me. And I, I got back-to-back hurts because Tua went off the board. He was going to be my late-round quarterback pick. I think he's great if he can just stay healthy. Uh, it hurts. It hurts to see that for sure. It um, hurts because you're I, not a quarterback right now, and there's not a lot of names out there for you. You're running out of quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I don't, have a, I don't have a quarterback right now. But, I mean – we got we got some late ones still on the board. Just looking at just the quarterback section, I mean, Kirk Cousins is there, who's going to be a decent decent quarterback. He's not going to put up the big numbers like anybody else, but he's he's not going to lose you the game. You got G- Gino there, same thing. Aaron Rodgers. You got these quarterbacks still on the board that aren't going to lose you the game, but they're not going to put up big numbers like Patrick Mahomes or anything. Um, I think. Uh, this one's hard. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at running backs right now. There's AJ Dillon there. There's Gibson, but then there's Rashad Penny as well. But is one of those going to slip down to me in the ninth? Should I take a take a fourth a fourth wide receiver here? I believe fifth wide receiver here. I mean, you have Quentin Johnson, the the rookie out there that's supposed to be looking really good out there. Brandon Cooks out of Dallas and Michael Thomas. I think I might have to just go a little biased there. Michael Thomas is looking good in the offseason. I think this is his comeback year. He's had the same foot injury for the past fucking two and a half seasons. I mean, just the three games he started last year, he had three touchdowns, three touchdowns, touchdown in each game. He's that big physical wide receiver that is going to go up to these corners and he's going to make them respect him. And I think he's going to be a great red zone target for 
Goff out there in New Orleans. You mean Derek Carr? Said Derek golf. Carr, which I said. Uh, yeah. He said Derek. Same yeah, but hey, it always seems like Chris finds a fucking <laughs> saint on his team, man. Like, there's no defense in this one, so yeah. he's got to pick something. And God, that's what he did this time. He went Tom. Got to have Saints on there. So, so now I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I'm my team's pretty much full, so I'm looking at my bench now. Uh, I have Herbert. Look at Quinn Johnson. Chris already talked about him. Dude, big physical wide receiver, rookie out of TCU. But I'm still I only have two running backs, so I also got to look at uh, add to the running back room as well. But I'm gonna go ahead and grab Quentin Johnson here. Then on my swing pick is gonna be my running pick, my running back. Yeah, so it's it's tough because like the two Washington running backs are like they split carries. So one dude got shot, came back. The other dude, uh, <laughs> solid Jesus running back. <laughs> Uh, there was shot Penny. Hey, hey, he, he shot got shot. Hit or miss. He got shot and came back before Michael Thomas played a full season too, man. Yeah, I, I think I think he's a. <laughs> so it's really tough looking at those two guys trying to pick one because they're they're about fifty fifty. They're probably gonna split carries. It's pretty much whoever has a hot hand. Um, I think. Well, yeah, it's that's tough, man. It's tough with the running backs this this part of the draft and towards the. The latest or the middleish latest rounds. I mean, now you're just kind of praying that one of these running backs is going to take off. Maybe get some touchdowns on the goal line. Yeah, yeah you're, so you're looking you're looking for a put in put in for a bye week and hope for yep a great great flex week. At least a solid yes. 10, 10, 12 points late here in the draft. That's exactly what you look for. I think the receivers can still you can still find. Like uh, hidden talent, I think the running backs is the hard one at this late of the draft. Yeah, because there's only so many running backs that really play like enough snaps to be like relevant. So I think I'm just gonna go ahead and grab Gibson, just a toss up pick between either one of them. I could have went either way, really. Send it, I'm Chris. Okay we know where it. you're going. We know where you're going, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you so grab I mean, your guy. Grab yeah, your guy, man. Grab, grab He's going guy. Jamal grab. Williams. Yep, I'm going Jamal. I'm going to go rookie out of Indiana, uh, Anthony Richardson. I'm just kidding. Okay, so you got Gibson. I mean, that was a great pick. Cooks, Robinson, like y'all said, I think the running back's hard. I I definitely need a running back here. I got only two on my roster right now. So, like, I'm going to have to go against y'all. I would love to take Jamal Williams right now. But I think only a handful of his touchdowns last year came outside of the five. So he's a – he is a within the five yard red zone target. He needs to have it there to be fantasy relevant. I think I'm gonna instead take a risk and go Rashad Penny. He's going over to Philly. He's going over to one of the strongest rushing teams there is in the NFL. Strong offensive line. You have Swift there. That's gonna be clearly be the running back one. But I think Rashad Penny. I mean. Averaging 5.7 yards per attempt last year. I think that's going to be huge. So I think Penny could be in the mix to have some some flex-worthy weeks when I need him. Well, Rashad Penny's also been taking a lot of uh, first-team rep snaps, too, the, the, like this week. Yeah. So if, if he can still do that, that's big. Then you had uh, Gabe Davis fall after you, Chris. Zach Carbonet, the rookie Seahawks running back. Samaji P. Ryan, who I was looking at, and Jamal Williams finally came off the board. 
The reason why, like I said, is because receivers are so big here that you can kind of get steals. I feel like having four running backs on the team is very solid because um, just because the injury the injury problem. So with that being said, I am going to go running back here, and I, I'm going to go Khalil Herbert out of the Chicago Bears. I, I think there's no true starter there. Herbert's been a solid player when he's been in, so I, I think it's very solid there. Following that, when Dalton Schultz, Luke's rookie receiver out of the Ravens, Zay Flowers, the 11th pick of the ninth round, then Daddy Kirk Cousins out there, the end off the end of the ninth round, and Rashad Bateman, Aaron Rodgers, Dalton Kincaid. Now I'm on the clock again. And this is where I'm going to go receiver. Receivers coming off. Yeah, this is where I'm going to go receiver, boys, and I'm going to go with the steal. He suspended six games. I think to get him as my fourth receiver, eventually will be the wide receiver two in Detroit when he gets back from that gambling suspension. I'm going to go Jameson Williams in the 10th round with the fourth pick. I think it's a solid, solid spot for him. So, yeah, Chris is on the clock following that one. AR, Anthony Richardson, Cortland Sutton out of the Broncos, Elijah Moore, newly Browns receiver, former Jet, Cole Komet right before Chris. Now, Chris is on the clock. Yeah, so seeing seeing Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers just go, I mean, that hurt me. It looks like quarterbacks are going right before <laughs> right before I need them for sure. I mean, looking looking at teams. So Luke already has his quarterback with team one. Team three already has his quarterback. Team two already has his quarterback. So I, I know unless they're trying to stack up on a quarterback – then I can wait at least one more round for a quarterback. So no, you better I, hope. <laughs> you better pray. I, I, I mean, unless these teams, unless these teams want to stack quarterbacks, which uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I mean, the computer I can't really speak for, but I think, I think in a draft, it's the, it's not it's not going to happen. So I I got three running backs, four wide receivers here. Just kind of just kind of seeing who's available here. We got Odell out of Baltimore. He's going to be easily the wide receiver one there. It late round snag right there at the tenth round. Alan Lazard, who Aaron Rodgers wanted to come over. Jarek McKinnon, who I talked about when we were talking about the um, Kansas City Chiefs. What was it last episode, boys? I think it yeah, was. Last yeah, I think. He had the fourth most running back receiving yards last year. So, I mean, he, he's a PPR monster. And with just being this late in the round, the draft, just hoping for that flex, that flex lottery, I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon to stack my running backs up. Wow. Damn. That, that's actually where I was looking at going. I was looking at tech, grabbing him and OBJ, which <laughs> came off the board right after McKinnon. Then the – was a rookie tight end for Tennessee? Yeah, Oh yeah, I don't know how to say his name, but now now I'm in a tough spot because like both guys are looking at my uh, my two upcoming picks fell off the board, so I gotta find a uh, a new some some different picks here. So I think. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, like in today. our draft. In our draft, you only have a minute to do this too, so it's not going to be like we're not going to yeah. be doing this. I don't think uh, too much pressure for us. We're making picks. We only have a minute to make these adjustments on the fly, and I, I know Luke's scrambling right now. Well, luckily, yeah, so... luckily, luckily for that like first round, that first round, you technically have four minutes to like figure out 
because you can figure out your first pick and your second pick. So, I mean, Luke has a little bit of time. Yeah, but it, it, it gets tough when you're doing back-to-back picks. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 make up your mind quick. So, I think I think I'm going to go out on a limb. I think, I think this guy is going to be the number one receiver over at Carolina. So, I'm going to go Adam Thielen. Hopefully, uh, Bryce Young's tall enough. He can see over the lineman. If it, get him the ball. But now, now I'm sitting at I still only have three running backs, and I think I don't think Bijan running backs gonna be Bijan Robinson's gonna be the every down back. I think Algier is still gonna get some looks at the running back position. They they want to wear the rookie running back out too much, so I'm gonna grab him. That's kind of like a little safety net for my flex running back spot if I need him. So once again, fucking the quarterback <laughs> that I fucking wanted, Geno Smith. Fucking teams three fucking fucking CPU fucking took it pairing him with fucking Justin Fields. I think that was bullshit, but you can, you can stack though with St. Brown and go with the top number 10 fantasy quarterback last year, Jared Goff. Who's who's still out there. Yeah. No, Danny Danny Dimes is available. Danny Dimes is available still too, but I'm looking just like, just like, um, fucking, Mark said, stacking, trying to stack Amon St. Brown. I'm going to have to go Jared Goff here. Not any of the quarterbacks that I wanted, but that's what you got. Hey, that's what happens <laughs> that's what, in the draft. That's what happens when you wait a little while to, you know, sometimes you find a late round steal there. Following that, Krista with Damian Harris, Bill's new running back, D- Danny Dimes, Dolt, Dolchich, I forgot, Dolchich, whatever his name is, tight end from the Broncos, Alan Lazard. You know, I was hoping Alzar was going to fall there. You know how I feel about him. I, I think this year he'll have a lot of looks on the number two receiver rather than that number one receiver or sorry corner. Uh, but no, nah, it didn't happen that way. Now I'm stuck here strictly on receivers. I got my tight ends and my running backs all squared away. I'm looking at all these names. I see guys here. I think I'm going to go on a, a stretch here, and I'm going to go John Machechi out of the Texans. He didn't play last year. He had that, uh, I think, what is it, leukemia he had last year? He, he missed the year, so I think it's a steal to have him back with a rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud, these guys are going to have a lot of chemistry, I believe. Following that, Elijah Mitchell, Tyler Higby, Tyler Boyd to round off the 11th round. Now we're in our last two rounds. We're going to kind of pick this up a little bit. Devin Singletary, Jacoby Myers, Rondell Moore. Now I'm back on the clock here, and I'm going to go another stretch here. I think that this guy's going to get a lot of playing time. I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt, rookie receiver out of the New York Giants from the University of Tennessee. After after Hyatt, Sky Moore, Darnell Mooney, Mingo, and then Russell Wilson came off the board. <clears throat> I if so, right now, I mean, you're just throwing darts at a fucking board right now, hoping something sticks. I'd oh, I'd looking looking got four running backs four wide receivers so i mean my my draft is wide open i can go go depth in any position i want really right now we we have really nobody on the board right now so i think i think i'm just gonna go if jared goff doesn't work out i think i might just have to snag this rookie quarterback bryce young kind of throw pick right there but man the old the old Bryce Young pick there to almost the end of your draft. Sam Laporta went right after that, Chris. 
Then the rookie Rice from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now Luke's with his last two picks back to back, round twelve and thirteen. Yep. So for me, I mean, these are probably players I never really had the opportunity to play. So I, I, I'm going to take somebody. If a play, another player gets injured, I'll have him in just in my pocket already. So if Travis Etienne had some uh, injury problems last year, so I think I'm going to grab my third Jag for this year. I'm going to go Tank Bigsby, the rookie. Uh, solid running back out of Auburn, so I like him. If Travis Etienne has another injury problem, Tank Bigsby would be a good fill-in for that. Hey, follow and, up. Zay, Zay Jones is on the board too. Get your third uh, Jacksonville wide receiver. Might as well. You know, might as well. I'm, you might as well become a Jaguars fan. Got? Buy a jersey too. While we're at it. What else we I got? mean, I think. Yeah, Zay Jones so is I think there. this might, with with the injury to uh, Pacheco in Kansas City. I think I might just take a risk, see if this guy can earn his job back. And I'm going to go Clyde Edwards or Layer. Thinking he might have the opportunity to earn his job back in the first at the beginning of the season. And yeah. you know, it doesn't hurt to have running backs. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt. And then next off the board, Kendra Miller, and then Foreman out of Chicago is off next. So I think I think here I'm going to try to get a little bit of tight end depth with Gerald Everett. I think the tight end position is very, very rough, and if Darren Waller doesn't pan out because I took a big risk on him, then I'm not playing the waiver wires hoping that I can get some shit out of there. Yeah, man, following that, Chris, damn it, the guy, Romeo Dobbs, that's not who I wanted. I wanted Michael Mayer, a rookie tight end out of the Raiders. Zeke Elliott, somehow he got off the board. I don't I don't know how he did, but most are following that. Actually. Yeah, now I'm still looking at tight end, and just for depth purposes, just in case something happens to Furmuth, I'm going to go the tight end out of Carolina, who's going to be the party starter. I'm going to go Hayden Hurst, pair him up with Bryce Young. Following that, then went Kyler Murray, Roshan Johnson, rookie, running back from Texas, the other rookie running back from Texas, and then Jalen Warren to end up the draft. Boys, I, I kind of like our teams, man. I, I like what we did here. Uh, start off with Luke, you know, solid choices there. You had Herbert, McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Ridley. Did pair with Christian Kirk. I don't think you'll make that mistake again. Kyle Pitts, Brandon <laughs> Ayuk, Quentin Johnson, Antonio Gibson, Adam Thielen, Tyler Algier, Take Bigs being C-E-H, Claude Howard-Hilaire. I think it's a very good, a very good upside there. Chris, same thing, man. You paired up Jared Goff with St. Brown, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, Hollywood Brown, and Michael Thomas. Those are two questionable picks, but if they stay healthy and their corex get them involved, I think that would be good. Rashad Penny, McKinnon, Bryce Young, and Gerald Everett. Very solid teams, boys, you guys had there. Uh, yeah, and then I had Trevor Lawrence, Nick Chubb, Kenneth Walker, Stefan, Hopkins, Frumuth, Lockett, Little Cook. Khalil Herbert, Jameis Williams, John Machete, Jalen White, and Hayden Hurst. I had some reaches at the end with receivers hoping that they, you know, can stay healthy and be productive. Boys, we're, like you, we're 27 days away, 28 days away for a redraft in Dynasty League. I hope you better be ready. I really hope you guys are ready. Hey, and then next uh, – and then Thursday we get a little bit of football action. Might be the Hall yes. of Fame game, but, hey, we get to watch NFL on the big screen that is live. Oh, you guys will. I, I will not be watching it, unfortunately. <laughs> and a fun fact. Vacation. Fun yeah. fact. Uh, I believe the last 13 Hall of Fame games, 10 of the winners did not make the playoffs. Just saying. It's a little 
little Canton curse out there in uh, Ohio. So uh, both and I have high hopes for out there. Yeah, Jets Browns play, and I have high ups for both teams. So a little nervous there now. But hey, boys, let's end up with a nice positive note. Let's congratulate the newly acquired Big 12 school. They will be joining the Big 12 starting in the 2024 season. Colorado, good job, Prime. Let's You're go. putting them on the map. You go. leave one, yeah, you leave one power five school to go to another or conference to another. So congratulations, Prime. You're doing big things. You're hey. You and Sean Payne should get together. You guys know how to get things going out there. So, congrats, Pron. Big shout out, Pron. Yeah. And shout out to you too, Luke. Like I said, we wish you the best of luck yeah. in your training. Hopefully, you make it out there safe. Hopefully, you come back safe in one piece. Yeah, that, that is the goal. Me, me and everybody else to come back all safe and sound, not end up in the hospital. Heck yeah, Chris, me and you and Doc for the next few weeks, we'll have our little trio back. You know what we started with before Luke joined up before he got settled into his home. So I guess the OG OG crew back together for a few weeks, riding out, you know. So let's let's get let's get it going, Chris. Hope you have a good weekend too, man. You know, not just Luke. Hope you have a oh, great weekend. I appreciate weekend. it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and everyone out there listening to all about the boss podcast. Like I said, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all about the boss podcast, Twitter as well. Just search us. If you want to talk about anything, just let us know. We will definitely address it. We have Hall of Fame game coming up next week, so we're getting into that preseason swing. That is Chris Kameinhart. That is Luke Rule. I'm Mark Davis. Shout out to you, Doc. This is All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Sack House.